Hey everyone, this is Chris and Sandy Benton with the Chris and Sandy Show. We get up close and personal with some amazing guests throughout the entertainment industry. And today, like I said, on every episode, we got a great one for you. Who do we have? We have Faith Montoya with us today. She is a content creator who has captured the hearts and minds of millions by showcasing her passion for fashion, beauty expertise, and her infectiously positive personality. In February of 22, Faith joined Last to Leave Miami, where she and seven other popular creators are living in a beautiful house in Miami Beach. Together, they are attending the hottest music festivals, concerts, sporting events, parties, and nightlife, giving their communities a nonstop, all-access VIP experience. And we're excited to have her on the show. Yeah. So welcome to the show. Welcome. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. <laughs> so awesome. I always like to start the show out the same way. You know, last two years have been rough for a lot of people. Oh, definitely. Um, especially in entertainment. So how has it all affected you and what have you done to maneuver through this? I, I feel like the last two years, well, two years ago, you know, today, my life was so different, actually. I wasn't even in the entertainment industry. Ah. I was going to school at Rutgers. I was taking my last few mm -hmm. classes, um, you know, to apply for medical school. And I was studying my for my MCAT, and I was just like going through that whole process. And then I was also substitute teaching, and then I lost my job because of the pandemic. You know, schools closed down. Substitute teachers, sadly enough, don't really have any like a lot of options when it comes to schools closing down. Yeah. So it was just rough. But then I feel like that is what catapulted me to like kind of use TikTok as a creative outlet to kind of just express myself. I ended up shaving my head. And oh, wow. that mm -hmm. shaving my head is what garnered me over 100 million views on my videos of me shaving my head and bringing people along every single week on my wow. hair. Mm -hmm. Wow. So, yeah. I love that. You know, that's like for us, we started this show January of 2020. So we a couple did. months before COVID. And mm -hmm. I remember our original plan was maybe 100 interviews first year, thought to be a great foundation. And then everything getting shut down. And I'm sitting there as I watch everything. I was like, you know, the people in the entertainment world are going to need us more than ever um, mm -hmm. because they don't have nothing to do. And right. so we've reached out to anybody and everybody those that first year. We ended up doing over 300 interviews that first year and we're over 500 now. Wow. Well, snaps to you guys. That is insane. <laughs> we, we found opportunity to our silver lining yeah. in this. Like we couldn't change COVID, but so we, we could change how we reacted to it. Right. It's all about seeing the glass half full. Yep. You know? Yes. And that's, that's your brand, ain't it? Yes, definitely yeah. my brand. <laughs> <laughs> so tell us about that. Um, what do you see as body positivity? Tell us a little mm -hmm. bit about your mission and all that. Well, I think my brand really just stands on making anybody feel beautiful. You know, no matter your shape, no matter your size, I think making you feel beautiful in a way where you can wear whatever you want. I feel like growing up, that was such a big thing for me that I felt like I couldn't you know, wear certain clothes that the other girls were wearing that you see in the magazines. I feel like that was not my body type. So I can't, you know, rock it the same way or people would look at me a certain way. Right. And I feel like I want my platform to make women feel like they can wear anything. Like they can, you, you know, no matter how form fitting or how loose the clothes are, I just want you to feel like whatever makes you feel beautiful, whatever that looks like. Yeah. Yeah. You know, be that and don't let society limit you on what um, you wear. So I feel like that is my take on why I make content 
And surprisingly enough, I feel like so many people relate with me just because I am just a fat girl, just like wearing whatever she wants. And <laughs> not seen all the time, you know, like, and I wear it proudly and I don't wear it where people question whether or not yeah. why I'm yeah. wearing it. It just looks like it looks right. It looks good, you know? And awesome. mm-hmm. so that's basically what I built my brand off of. I love oh, we that. love that. That's yeah. such a great yeah. message. And, and I too, can definitely relate to that. Yeah. Cause too many people in this day and time that have to, you know, it's like they're living their life for other people's um, opinions. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and you can't, you can't You have to do what makes you happy. Exactly. So I feel like it's just living that truth and not letting the beauty standards of society kind of like cage you in, you know, just wear whatever. And being that your TikTok blew up, I'm okay. sure you get the other side of it to where you get a lot of trolls and all that. You know, because we're in this mm-hmm. new world, because this didn't exist when we were growing up. Right. That, when we were um, how do you yeah. handle that side of it? Because again, you know, a lot of people that are trying to do TikTok, they're trying to do Instagram right. and all that, but they don't r- realize what's going to come when they blow up. So how do you handle that side of it? I think it's really just like outweighing you know the the good and the bad i feel as though what i have this like technique that when i read a negative comment i will go five comments under and read five of those if they're not all bad i could breathe and there's never been a a time where i have read the five comments under and they were all bad that's never Uh, happened to me so you know that that's what levels me out and you know i feel like right. it's so easy to look at the hate because especially when you get so much love it's kind of like oh you know you're used to being like commented and all this stuff like that even though i appreciate more that more than anything but sometimes mm-hmm. that one hater comment would just get under your skin and get yep. you yeah but i feel like again i just always have to outweigh it see the glass half full look how much and it's not even a half full it is a 90 percent <laughs> full glass of love and if I ruin that whole glass over just a little bit of hate, then yeah. I feel as though that's not fair to the audience that does show me yeah. love and that does yeah. show me the support. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of how I deal with the hate. I, it's hard, though. I won't yeah. say that it is. It <laughs> I've ever done in my life, you know, being critiqued, picked apart, my body, my lifestyle, my relationships, my, you know, even my family mm-hmm. sometimes get picked gets picked apart oh wow so it is a lot but again i always have to outweigh yeah my biggest issue mm-hmm. that i've had to overcome for this show is um i have really bad allergies and bad sinus problems mm. um so i sniffle a lot yeah and, and um on like one of our videos that just recently kind of went you know end up doing like thirty six thousand views in a short time we never had yeah, that happen that the, <laughs> and, and the largest one the largest had. we ever had yeah. wow. and it just took off and mm-hmm. we were sitting there and um several people um through the comments all great comments but of course you focus uh, well he needs to quit sniffling you know that stuff i had to tune out because of the sniffling and and, and you know it's like you know why do you have to say that? You know, it's again, yeah. just tune out, you know, yeah, just right. tune out about the negative comment. Right. And it's something right. I can't help. You know, I'm right. not going to, you know, I'm not going to stop chasing our dreams here just because it might make you feel whatever. I, again, I have, to, I have a lot to overcome there with the, my nose and all that. You know what? I'm going to do it anyway. Yeah. No, I feel like they will pick apart literally anything, you know, and they will make you feel small because they feel small. So I always think it's just like some projection and, you know, it has nothing to do with me or it has nothing to do with you. It has everything to do with themselves. So I definitely agree. It's hard. (laughs) 
<laughs> now, as you know, a lot of people see the glory in what you do, but they don't see the grind, the sacrifice, the tears, the struggles it takes to get to your level and above. And I always like to talk about that side of it, because mm -hmm. especially when I have social media influencers on, because a lot of you watch yeah. Facebook, they think y'all don't do nothing but just smile. Yeah. And, and, we and know, but we know different. We, we, we've had a lot of social media people on our show, so we know mm -hmm. a little bit of the mm -hmm. inside. So tell us a little bit about the sacrifices and struggles you've had to go through to get to where you are. I think some of the like struggles that I think people never really noticed or saw that I was still a full-time teacher up until a few months ago, up until oh, December wow. of last year. So I would teach all day. And, you know, I was a long-term teacher at that point, like teacher um, like replacement instead of just like a okay. regular teacher. So I had to lesson yeah. plan. I had to grade after school. Like I actually had to do stuff. And I would come home around 3, 3.30, probably take a 30-minute nap, and then I would create and be on live to like 1 o'clock in the morning. Wow. And oh, wow. sometimes even 4 o'clock in the morning. And then I would have to get up again and be up by like 8 o'clock. Or no, I would have to be there by eight. I would be up by like seven. So I felt like it was so much sacrifice because I was so tired and I was so burnt out. You know, I didn't even have mm -hmm. at one point the funds to even like fund the outfits. Like I wanted to do 30 Halloween costumes last year in 2020. And I was using my teacher salary, you know, like thankfully, wow. though, with that, me just kind of persevering through this year i was mm -hmm. sent all my costumes from different brands you know wow. so awesome. that like yeah. perseverance that paid off but no one really got to see that i was you know in my cousin's basement with a ring light that i saved up for, <laughs> yeah. you know or a camera that i put on layaway you know mm -hmm. i was just like anybody else and i feel like no one really gets to see that side of the work that's put in. Cause I, I agree. I feel like outside looking in, I would see influencers. I'm like, Oh, their job is so easy. Until <laughs> yeah. And you're just thinking about new ways to create new ways to engage new ways to meet a different audience. Mm -hmm. And it really is like a very multifaceted job. You need to learn how to market. You need to learn how to be creative. You know, you need to learn communications, you know, like reaching out to brands and emails and negotiations and so many different things. So I feel like there's a lot of, things and you know elements that people don't see but yeah. nonetheless mm -hmm. i appreciate it all and like i said you know how from one year to the next i went from funding myself to actually getting brand so just seeing that turnover is worth everything <laughs> that's like for us you know people don't see they see the 30 to 60 minutes fun that we have on the show but they don't yeah. see the back and forth emails uh back and forth phone calls or this and that mm -hmm. you know the people back it out last minute and then it's like okay what do we do do we you know we yeah. don't have a show and all that and and then we're trying to find somebody to fill that spot or j just have a no show that day and then you know there's we've been weeks where everybody pulled out same week and we're like what's going on you know yeah. and, and so much stress of up and down it's like trying to watch numbers trying to not watch numbers and then <laughs> Yeah, and then we'll get you started on that part. <laughs> that. And, and balancing with you know, two, two young children, two young side jobs. And, and then we still do yeah. side jobs at this point where we deliver food for people, mm -hmm. you know, uh, to keep us afloat. So we're yeah. trying to balance all this and all that and mm -hmm. trying to keep the show going. And like, you know what? And then you have people private message you from time to time, like, how are you getting some of these guests on? And, and and it's like we're just been consistent, you know. PR yeah. companies consistent and consistent. You know, PR yeah. companies know that they can trust us that we're not gonna be a gotcha and a, yeah, a type yeah, of yeah. Show, or that we're not gonna say something stupid to our guests. You know, they yeah. they trust us, so they bring us people. 
Nice. No, absolutely. And you were said something about like the likes and the numbers. Oh my gosh, that's <laughs> you know, basing how you feel about yourself and your 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 work ethic, basing it off of a, a numeric value, like how many likes, how many comments, all those things like that, like that it, it could get really taxing on your mental health, you know, because the daily job doesn't really have to do that. <laughs> yeah. So Joe has a question for you. They do, you do like, like the band Limp Bizkit. I've actually never heard them. Uh, Usually were, he asks a question that's tied yeah. into. Yes, I, they were big in the 90s. Were, I remember them. Yep. Were they? I've never heard of this band. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and all this that you do, I'm guessing that one thing that helps you is you've got a degree in psychology. Huh? Yes. No, yeah, that helped me so much. I feel like I always toy with the idea that. I have no idea why God sent me to college because if this is where my career is going, I didn't, you know, like yes. <laughs> I put in all those hours and, you know, I also racked wow. up a little bit of debt. Like I had five jobs in college. Like, I was hustling. I was like, I think it was like the best worst time of my life. And to think like, okay, what was all that for? Like, I always question like, why did wow. you send me there? But I feel as though I came out of college knowing myself better than I did when I first got there because of my degree, you know, learning about people, learning not to take things personally, because I know, you know, projection, I know self-defense mechanisms, you know, I know hurt people hurt people. So I feel like, although I may never be able to, I I do want to like down the line, maybe when I'm like in my late thirties, forties, again, go back to school. But I think as of now, like I'm just utilizing that degree to, kind of get out of my own head, you know, mm-hmm. like don't take myself apart and using the things that I learned in class, you know, take, I took my notes <laughs> now it's here to apply to myself. Mm-hmm. Love that. Now you Love talked it. about God a little bit. How has that influenced the way you do life? I think that God has influenced the way I view life. Like people always ask me like, what's your key to confidence? What's your key to confidence? You know, I was somebody that was like raised in the church and although I wouldn't say all my beliefs aligned with like a, the religion. Sometimes, you know, people mm-hmm. can feel like mm-hmm. very judgmental and things like that. I think yeah. something I really took from it was that, you know, God made, made me like himself, you know, in his own image. You know, I'm wonderfully and beautifully made, you know, and I knew that if God made me that way, then I had to believe it. You know, like yeah. he hasn't steered me wrong. Just he hasn't steered me wrong yet, but um, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I definitely feel like that is, you know, a pillar for why I'm so confident and mm-hmm. why I didn't really believe the naysayers. And to be honest, I think I look back on like just my life, and you know, they say everything that the devil tries to use for evil, you know, God uses it for good. And you know, being fat like all my life, something that people shame me for and bully me for is now one of the biggest reasons that like I get to do what I love for the rest of my life. Awesome. Yeah, yeah Joe said he in his 40s. He said, I'm in my 40s. I have zero desire to go back to school. <laughs> <laughs> no, I feel that. I feel that. I just I feel like I really did love school and I did love what I was studying. Yeah. And you know, I feel like in life you can pursue multiple passions, you know, mm-hmm. don't limit yourself mm-hmm. to just one, you know. Yeah. Yeah, that's like we've um we got this show going on for the entertainment world, but with us moving to Nashville next year, we're going to be putting on this event called 40 Over 40 charity event. 
And, you know, you got all these 40 under 40 things, 30 under 30, but nobody hits our, I'm 50 and she's 45, but nobody hits our generation. Yeah. And so, so we're going to do something special for our generation and above. And so we're going to put this big event on called 40 over 40. And so far we're putting it together. So, yeah, no, I think that's dope. I feel like every avenue needs that appreciation. You know, like everyone always, you're right, applauds people for being so young and, you know, accomplished. But I feel like even when you're you're a little bit older, you know, it's it's still really inspiring to see people going after their dreams. I feel like you're never too late. Yeah. That's you're never right. too young and you're never too late. Yeah. Because right. <laughs> I think that, you know, it's funny, you know, it's, it's almost like if you're in your 20s, you're good to go. 30s, maybe. But <laughs> if you're under 25 or over 40, it's over. It's either, yeah. it's like, you're too young or you're too old. There you <laughs> yeah. <go>. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> reminding us old people, we're still old. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I'm not old, so. No, not even. <laughs> <You're not climbing laughs> so, um, as you, you know, we talked a little bit about the sacrifice. So let's flip the script and go there. What are a few wow moments? And let's talk about where you're at right now. You said a few wild moments. Yeah, wow moments. W O W. Oh, wow. I think one of my most wild moments is the fact that I, you know, got to quit my job and, you know, move to Miami. And I live in this yeah. huge, beautiful home, you know, with this huge pool and, and just like living in a place that I never expected with other like minded people and get to mm -hmm. go to some of the coolest events, you know, all over the United States. And, like, I get to just do what I love every day. I feel like I'm a Barbie. I feel like I get to play dress up. And, like, I li I'm living my inner child's dreams. I, You know, when people ask you as a kid, like, what's your dream job? I think this is, it, better. this is better uh, than what I imagine, okay? This is, like, uh, I am amazing. a lifestyle Barbie, and I am just dressing yeah. myself every day. And I find so much pleasure in it. You know, partly because I love, you know, getting dressed up, and I love fashion. But also just to see how other women are taking to it and they're like okay well i if she can wear that i can wear it yeah. you know so i feel like mm -hmm. that's even better than my dream job i didn't know a job <clears throat> like this existed well a job like this did not exist when i was like five so <laughs> right. yeah, tell us yeah. about the last to leave what is that about yeah this is the first ever music based miami i mean creator house based in miami yeah. uh, so we go to a lot of you know, concerts and live events all over. You know, we went to the Super Bowl. We went to the oh, Sound wow. Experience. I went to Jazz in the Gardens. Uh, we went to, we just go to a whole bunch of events and concerts and going out. We have this VIP access. Like I remember at Donda, we had like this backstage kind of VIP experience where they showed us like the backs of the stadium and whatnot. Um, we have a, a lot of like artists come because we're also partnered with Live Nation. So like we had Riff Raff mm -hmm. here wow. about a month ago performing live <laughs> in our front yard. Wow. Uh, Mayor Fontaine here about a week and a half or two weeks ago. So mm -hmm. I think it's dope. I think it's like, something that I've never, ever seen before. You know, just the, the collision between like creators and then music, which are kind of like my forte. <laughs> yeah. I love concerts. I've loved concerts ever since I was a little girl. I, you know, I think one of the things from COVID that took from me, oh, what it took from me was that, that live concert experience. I missed it so much. So, you know, I'm so mm -hmm. grateful to be here and just get to experience all these things. <laughs> Joe yeah. said that we could do old man creator house and we'll crash the young people's events. I think I said there is actually like a, I think it's like grandparents house, like on TikTok. And it's pretty big. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> That's pretty That'd cool. Crazy, yeah. yeah. 
So as you know, a lot of people see you, but they don't see the team behind you. In our opinion, right. teams never get any love. They don't. On our show, they get a little love. So take a few moments and tell, just tell us about the team that helps you be who you are. Oh, my gosh. I have, I feel like, an army, not even a team. It feels like I have so many people behind me, and I think that's one of the things I'm most grateful for in life, that I have just so much love and support, you know, from my management team, from my mom who still like works with me day in, day out to make make sure I hit deadlines, you know, from my house manager to the creators I collaborated with, my boyfriend, my friends, my assistants, who are also my cousins. You know, I always try to like implement family into anything and everything that I do. Um, and my friends, even my friends from college, I feel like they're a big reason I went to college because I needed to meet them. I needed to meet that support system. I'm really big on, you know, women and women supporting you. And I was raised by three women. So having just a team of women to kind of like keep me level headed, you know, keep me supported. And I feel like I don't know where I'd be without any of those missing pieces. I don't think I would be where I'm at, you know, so I'm just so thankful along the way. I've only accumulated more people to be a part of my team, but I would not be where I'm at. <laughs> I would not be a well-oiled machine that you probably see on TikTok. Yeah. <laughs> the people behind me. Love yeah. that. You know, speaking of teams, we have a third co-host, our 10-year-old. Yes, we do, Christopher. We, we bring on ask a couple of questions. So Sandy's going to get him. And, and we've got a three-year-old that when she gets older, she'll be plugged into the show too. Oh, that's nice. That's so cute. It's crazy though, being 50 and having a 10 and a three-year-old all my friends, you know, have kids that are in college and it's yeah. like, we're just beginning. <laughs> no, but that's fun. You know, they'll keep you young. They'll keep you on your toes. Yep. So what's next for you while we wait for little Chris to come in? I feel like I want to branch into different avenues of entertainment. You know, like I love to write, you know, maybe dabble in like more modeling. I've been doing some modeling, you know, maybe some acting. I think I just kind of want to just be the representation that, you know, a lot of women are looking for, like just different bodies. And I feel like I want us to take up as much space as possible. So I feel like that's really what's the next for me. Uh, I still love creating and I think I'm going to create for as long as I possibly can, as long as my supporters will, you know, allow me and, you know, <laughs> still enjoy me. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I feel like what's next is it's the world of possibilities. I have a lot of things that I feel like are in the works that are in my mind and honestly if you asked me like a year ago if I would be where I'm at today mm -hmm. I would be like this is even better so who knows <laughs> <laughs> hi thanks so what's your favorite food my favorite food is pizza mm. yeah you can't go wrong with pizza right because what's yours my my favorite food's pizza <laughs> oh twins wait what kind of pizza though a pepperoni sausage and supreme and pineapple. You got four uh, faves. Wow. Okay. See, I'm a simple woman. I like just cheese, plain cheese. That's uh, it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, what's your favorite TV show and movie? Uh, my favorite, I'll say my favorite movie is Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. I love that movie. But if I want like a movie to like a comfort movie, maybe The Devil Wears Prada. Uh, um, and then one of my favorite TV shows, because I just like love like reality TV, trash TV, like, I don't know, it's just like my guilty pleasure. I'll probably say like Keeping Up with the Kardashians. Because <laughs> what's yeah. yours? Uh, my favorite TV show is and my favorite movie is The Minions. Okay. I do love The Minions movies. The Despicable Me, their soundtrack. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep. And, and Lil' Caitlin, she, we got, we watched Despicable Me 2 all day long. Really? That's her, that's, 
Minions two. Uh, uh, see, little Chris always asks Minions one or two, two, two. I didn't even know they had like two spinoff movies. Yeah, they got several. Yeah. They got like I think it's three. Right? They got three right now, now and the Minions itself movie. Yeah, already. they do. Oh my and they god. They got one coming. Wow, I didn't even know that. <laughs> I'm out <laughs> the loop. <laughs> Bye, thanks. Bye. <clears throat> Yeah, he loves to be on the show. You know, so yeah. it, you know, when I first started the show, I was like, you know, we're going to make this a family-oriented show mm -hmm. and involve the family instead of splitting the family up. Yeah, no, I love it. I love it. I love the family dynamic. The family, <coughs> like I said, I'm all about involving my family into every and anything that I do. You know, just taking them along with me. <laughs> now, there's a lot of creators out there, and you probably follow a lot of them that you look up to. Um, who would you love to co collab with, and what would you want to collab about? Who would I love to collab with? Hmm, this is a hard one. <laughs> trying to think of somebody I would probably love to collab with. Hmm. Wait, can you ask the question one more time, the last part? And what would you like to collab about with them? What would I like to collab about? I'm not really sure. I'm kind of stumped on this one <laughs> because I'm in a content creator house and I've just been consistently like collabing. And recently I've actually been able to collab with, you know, some of my favorite people. I'm like, I've been crossing them off the list. Like, I don't even know like, where my list is at. But uh, <laughs> I think more than anything, I want to just collaborate with more, you know, um, people that are in the fashion community, but are also like marginalized like me, you know, yeah. that are yeah. plus size, people that are LGBTQ, disabled, those, you know, different yeah. type of yeah. BIPOC, mm -hmm. you know, type peoples and just kind of, you know, help them and uplift them with their platforms. I feel like that's mm -hmm. the goal. So love that. <laughs> Definitely love that. Um, so where do you want to be in five years? I think in five years, I, like I said before, my next steps, I hope that I've branched out into different avenues, you know, of entertainment. And I've mm -hmm. given not only myself, you know, the representation that I've always looked for, but also brought up others with me um, and given them the space. And I feel like ultimately, like I, my goal is to pass the baton on to a whole generation of girls that are growing up right now that are, you know, Girls like me that were told, no, we can't wear or no, we can't be here or no, we can't do this. I hope that I can pass that baton on to them so that they are just even creating more and, you know, being taking up more space and, you know, finding seats at tables that not even finding a seat at a table, making their own tables. There you go. <laughs> I was about to add that or make their yeah. own tables. Yes, making their own tables. Because honestly, I feel like there's no seat good enough for us at those tables or ever going to be seen. So I want our own tables to be made. And I feel like that is where I see my I mean, Tyler Perry has done that. Yeah, no, Tyler oh, yeah. Perry definitely is a great example. Look at his production studio in Atlanta. It's insane. Oh, amazing. <laughs> mm -hmm. So let's look 15 years down the road and you're a success on a grand scale. Whatever that looks like for you, you've just made it big time. What do you hope you never forget? I hope I never forget, obviously, where I came from, you know, the, the things that my family had to sacrifice for me to even just be in the, the position that I'm in. And I hope I never forget that I'm very deserving of it. 
You know, I feel like sometimes we get in our own heads. I have this really bad case of imposter syndrome Mm -hmm. Uh where I feel as though I don't deserve to be in these spaces or it shouldn't have been me. You know, I just got lucky, you know, and I I feel like I want to make sure I keep reminding myself, no, you didn't get lucky. You worked for this, you know, and Mm -hmm. me keeping a genuine soul is what aligned me with these opportunities and these people. And I feel as though I just want to remind myself that consistently because I think back to like who I was, you know, a few years ago. And if she were to see where I'm at now, she would be like, why are you tripping? You deserve this. You know, don't forget that. Like what? You, you know, you, you put in so much work for this. I, you know, she would really pick my mind apart because, like, I always say, like, I don't know, it should have been me. You know, like maybe, maybe God got it wrong. <laughs> <Picked it off. laughs> so yeah, I I definitely get exactly where you come from, imposter syndrome, because there's so, so many times where we have people on this show, and I'm like, how is this even happening? You know, we're just two mm-hmm. ordinary people that's running a show from a little room. Yeah, grassroots. <laughs> and, yeah, and we got so many no celebrities backing, coming on, and mm-hmm. I'm just sitting there like sometimes, man, do I even deserve this? You know, I, I, mean, I know I do because we've worked our, again, five yeah, we've, we've done 500 in interviews in two years. And yeah, so yeah. we've worked our tail off here. But sometimes you start feeling like, man, you know, do I deserve this? Right. And you're like, why me? Why, you know, why did we deserve it? Yeah. But <laughs> I've worked hard. So, you know, it's just like giving yourself that pat on the back and that appreciation. Like, no, you did the work. Now you got to rejoice in it. (laughs) Yes, that's it. So what are some sources of inspiration for you? What inspires you? I feel like surprisingly enough, like my followers, even though they say like I inspire them, I think it Mm -hmm. is equally yoked. I feel like every day they inspire me with just the little leaps that they've done, especially girls that are younger than me. They're like, oh, I did this and I did this. And I think like, oh, my gosh, when younger me would have killed to do something like that or killed to wear something like that. So kind of just seeing them break those barriers. Yeah. I think is just so beautiful to me. And I feel like it inspires me every day to keep going. The uh, amount of DMs I get for girls being like, oh, I finally wore this dress. Like, you know, I, oh, I went to a school field trip and, you know, it was at a water park and I wore a two piece. I would not be caught dead in a two piece when I was younger. Okay. I was same here. Okay. You know, like, so I think that is what it's inspiring me. I'm like, I have to keep going. We need more girls to feel comfortable wearing whatever they want, whether it's a piece, a two piece, a tankini whatever but i didn't have that option it's not that i wanted to just wear the one piece because i felt like i had no other choice because i would make me comfortable you know so i mean i'm sure you know sandy you can relate i feel like women get in our own heads about our bodies so i feel like women that are even younger or older than me you know like that are Mm -hmm. breaking these barriers is what inspires me every day i'm like i have to keep going love that and what would you like for your legacy to be in content creation and entertainment? What would you like to be known and remembered for? I think I would like to be known and remembered for, you know, not having took the easy way out, you know, not any gimmicks, mm-hmm. not any, you know, like drama that got me to where I am. Just like yeah. pure hard work, connection. You know, I, I I know a lot of people that are at my, you know, caliber, like they don't typically like comment back to everybody, you know, and they mm-hmm. don't always like respond to everybody or even go live anymore. And I don't want to lose sight of that. I don't want to lose sight of the people that show me love and that are so sweet. So 
I feel like I want my legacy to be known. Like you can do it and you can do it with a kind heart. You can do it without stepping on other people. You can do it while uplifting others. And you can love yourself without having to put others down. Yeah. You know, yeah, you can exactly. about what you mm -hmm. look like and you can still appreciate the next person's body type. You know, just kind of like those are what I want my legacy to live on. You know, if anybody doesn't remember anything about me, it's like, wow, that girl did it without having to, you know, having to put anybody else down in the in the in the process. And she did it no matter what you look like. I feel like that's oh, what I would remember. <laughs> yes, great message there. If you Thank could you. say anything to your fans and followers, what would you want to tell them? I love you. <laughs> I love you. And I, I know a lot of people say that. I comment back to my followers. I like, I love you most. And they're like, no, you don't. No, I genuinely do love you. And I read your oh. comments. Sometimes I go on their page. I like, like yeah. their pictures. I genuinely send so much love. Uh, thank you, Carl Molina. Oh. <laughs> she said, my role model. Yeah. I genuinely do love them. And I hope that they live life courageously, you know, with mm -hmm. no fear of what other people thinking about them, you know, not to yeah. be limited by that. Because... I was limited for too long, and I think my only regret in life is for how long I was limited. I don't think anybody looks back in life and is like, oh, I wish I was a little bit more fearful. <laughs> I think we all live life like, oh, I wish I would have known earlier. Who cares what they yeah. think? I'm never going to see them again. <laughs> that's right. And that's like, you know, this show, that, like I said, we launched January 2020, but we had the idea all through 2019. Never we launched. Did. We kept putting, we wanted to be perfect. I let my mm -hmm. sinuses cause me not to. And little did we know that when we and we started and we, with audio, and we started audio only. And yeah. I said I would never do video because <laughs> of the self-conscious the mm -hmm. body image thing and all that. And then, and, and then uh, what had happened was um we got to October and we've done so many um audio ones that she yeah. got more comfortable and she came to me and she goes um do you think it would help if we did video? And I was like, yes, it would. And from that point on, we've been- We ran with it since then. Wow, look at you. And honestly, like just from, you know, just my personal opinion, you can't even tell. You look like a natural on the camera. Y'all are both like just working it. Like I'm over here like, let me make sure I keep up. Like <laughs> I try not to look nervous. You guys definitely feel like you guys have it down packed and it's a craft that is not easily mastered. So definitely. Well, we, yeah. appreciate oh, we appreciate that. <laughs> so as we so start much. to close out, mm -hmm. um, what advice would you give somebody who wants to do what you do? I think not to look at anybody else's like paper. Like I always like, I know that's like the teacher in me, but like look at your own paper, keep your eyes on your, on what you are doing, not what others mm -hmm. are doing, not how yeah. others get to the point that they're at. Don't look at how fast or, you know, like, However, somebody grew on what level or anything like that. I think that you just need to keep your eyes forward. Don't look back. Don't look side to side. Keep looking forward because you never know. You really never know. Like I said, I was unemployed and shaved my bald head <laughs> in the middle of a pandemic, living in my cousin's basement. And here I am living in a mansion in Miami and I'm doing this full time. I feel as though if you keep your eyes forward, there's literally nowhere else you can go but forward. You just yeah. keep going that way, you know, don't look side to side and don't be dismayed by the numbers or your performance. Cause one day people are going to look back and like, Oh my gosh, like this person, they're going to find those old videos and they're going to get those numbers eventually. You know, that happens a lot with my, my Instagram. Uh -huh. I would care about like a post not getting that much, but it's when I started blowing up that I'm like, Oh my gosh, not all my posts are getting all this stuff. <laughs> yeah. so, you know, it's like that trickle down effect, you know? And, I used to have a tendency of like, oh, let me just delete stuff. Like if it doesn't go off, but then I'm just like, no, 
let me be authentic to myself. I mm-hmm. love this piece of content that I put out. And let me stay true to that. So I feel like if anybody wants to be an influencer, keep your eyes forward. Keep going. No, I don't delete anything. You know, like yeah. all of oh, our that's videos. That's true. He doesn't. I, the only thing I regret is, you know, when we first went video, I went Facebook only. Mm. We're live on Facebook and YouTube. Mm-hmm. Okay. But, but I didn't yeah. go. I, I went Facebook only. Mm-hmm. And I think I started going live on um, YouTube May of last year. Mm. And yeah, last and, and we only and at that point we had 15 subscribers on it, you know. <laughs> yeah. and, but I would I would have wished would have I'd have pushed YouTube a little sooner because you know now it starts things are starting to pick up where we get some shows we get thousands of views. I mean the one the other day thirty six thousand. Yeah. And, and it's like now things are starting to pick up, and I'm just sitting there yeah, like, man, if I'd have just done it a me. little sooner. Yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah. It gets intimidating. I I always tell people my first ever TikTok that blew up. I had eight followers and then I ended up getting 400,000 views. Wow. And wow, I only amazing. had eight followers. So, you know. And that's the great thing about YouTube yes. is yeah. uh, because mm-hmm. it's a search engine, you can have little followers and still get a videos blow up because it's not about what your followers. It's about where YouTube sends your video. Right. Absolutely. You know, I feel like that's the beauty of the Internet these days. You never know where your audience is going to come from, who it might reach. So just post. Yeah. And keep posting. Keep posting. Post, <laughs> keep posting. And be true to your posts. You know, mm-hmm. be proud of it. Don't just post anything if you feel like the next person's posting about it. Yeah. And that reminds me, I remember when I first started the show, um, I reached out to a Nashville friend of mine and asked what advice he would give us on doing this because he did a podcast years ago. Yeah. And so he was he said, Whatever you do, be and stay authentic. He said that. He says, you might tell every Bobby Bones joke, every Ty Bentley joke, because we this grew up as a, we were started out as a country music interview show. So that's why he yeah, used those and examples evolved from there. and evolved mm-hmm. now to an entertainment show. But he said, whatever you do, be and stay authentic because the, you might, he said, you might grow a fan base not being authentic, but the day will come when authentic Chris comes out. And when that day comes, you're going to lose every bit of your fan base because they never was attracted to the real you. So right. if you, the real you from day one, you may grow slower, but you'll grow with the right audience. Amen. No, yeah, definitely. I totally agree. I feel like I had to pivot because I was like, oh, you know, like you can grow oh, a male wow. following easily as like, you know, just being a woman, just putting yeah. on clothes. And I was like, OK, but I want to attract the new I want I want my girls. Like I want girls here. You know, I want, you know, like so I had to pivot, you know, and like that that comes true to being just authentic to yourself. Maybe I wouldn't have like grown faster but i knew who i wanted my audience to be exactly. you know and i knew that i knew the content that i had to create to get them there because they would have loved the authentic me it just it was going to take them more time to find me so nice. i definitely agree <laughs> yes. i love that okay. and and so tell everybody how they can find you you guys can find me literally on all and every platform faith montoya faith with the p-h-a I-T-H-M-O-N-T-O-Y-A. I'm on TikTok. I'm on Twitter. I'm on Instagram. I'm on, I'm kind of slowly getting back to YouTube, uh, okay. Snapchat, everything. <laughs> the whole nine. Yeah. We love that. You know, love we really it. enjoyed having you on the show today. Yes, we look forward really to having fun. you back down the road. We do. Yes, of course. No, thank you guys for having me. You guys were a delight. <laughs> we appreciate oh, thank that. Thank you so much. You were a great guest. We enjoyed this. You have a great day. Thank you, you too. Bye. Bye.